Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the What Science Says podcast. I'm your host and in-house neuroscientist, Mashad, and I am a PhD candidate at the University of Toronto and the Hospital for Sick Children. Today's episode is an interesting one because we're going to be talking about the way our brain changes throughout the menstrual cycle. The goal of today's episode is to understand how hormones change throughout the menstrual cycle and how that may shape our brain. My hope is that you leave feeling empowered by understanding your biology better and the knowledge you gain helps you navigate life with more ease and happiness. So as you know, the menstrual cycle is a monthly rhythm that women experience and it involves a series of very impactful hormonal changes that affect the way that our brain works. The two main hormones that we're going to be talking about today are estrogen and progesterone, which go through these cyclical changes throughout the menstrual cycle. There are, of course, other hormones that are very impactful as well, but our focus will be these two for the rest of the podcast. What's interesting about these two hormones specifically is that there are a lot of receptors in different regions of our brain for these hormones, meaning these hormones interact with the cells in the brain and impact our brain's activity. So naturally, it's easy to grasp that when the levels of these hormones change throughout our menstrual cycle, the activity of the brain also changes accordingly. There are four phases of the menstrual cycle. The menstrual phase, which is from days 1 to 5 and is commonly known as the period. During this menstrual phase, the uterine lining sheds, and that's where the blood comes from during our period. During this phase, estrogen and progesterone levels are both quite low. Next is the follicular phase, which is about day 6 to 14. This phase is marked by the growth and maturation of ovarian follicles. During this time, estrogen levels slowly start to rise. And then we have ovulation, which is when the egg is released. This is a pivotal moment in the menstrual cycle and is triggered by a surge of hormones, particularly estrogen. Ovulation occurs around day 14. Finally, we have the luteal phase spanning approximately day 15 to 28. During this phase, the ruptured ovarian follicle forms the corpus luteum, which produces progesterone. And as we enter the menstrual cycle once again, progesterone levels fall back down and the uterine lining sheds again and the cycle starts all over. So to recap, estrogen rises through the follicular phase, reaches its peak at ovulation, stays relatively high through the early luteal phase, and then goes back down near the end of the luteal phase before our period starts. Progesterone rises through the luteal phase and goes back down quite drastically right before menstruation starts. Around the ovulation and beginning of luteal phase, estrogen and progesterone levels are both quite high, and right before the menstruation phase, both estrogen and progesterone decrease which explains that big hormonal shift that a lot of us experience right before our periods start. Now that we understand how hormones change throughout the menstrual cycle, let's talk about how the brain changes in response to these cyclical hormonal changes. We'll start off with the hippocampus. The hippocampus is one of the major regions in the brain responsible for learning and memory. During the pre-ovulatory phase or the follicular phase, when estrogen is on the rise, hippocampus activation is increased. This increased activity is most likely due to the high levels and increasing levels of estrogen. And then when estrogen drops back down in the luteal phase, there's a decrease in the activity of the hippocampus. So the higher activation of the hippocampus in the follicular phase at around day 6 to 14 of your cycle may manifest as better learning abilities, albeit the effects are quite small. Now, why are these effects quite small? 
if significant at all, it's because your brain can compensate for the reduced activation of the hippocampus during the luteal phase via other mechanisms. How cool is that? There are other regions in the brain that jump in and take on the task, such as the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, meaning we don't notice this huge shift in our learning abilities, but we might still feel a tiny bit of a shift that's quite different person to person. Prefrontal cortex is the next region we're going to be talking about, and this region is basically where your forehead and the top of your head is. And it's the region that's responsible for executive functions, such as planning, decision-making, problem-solving, moderating social behavior, and so much more. This is basically the region that makes us human. Working memory is a prefrontal cortex-dependent cognition, and it's basically your ability to take in information and then use that information in real time to address a situation or solve a problem. Studies have found that working memory is better when estrogen levels are high, which is during that follicular phase and the ovulatory phase. So again, you may be able to learn a little bit better and problem solve a little bit better during the follicular and ovulatory phase. But the differences are quite small. I'm not saying people can't make decisions or learn when they're on their period or right before their period is about to start. The next region is the amygdala, and the amygdala is an almond-sized region located deep inside the brain, and this is the region mainly responsible for processing fearful stimuli, and it's the region that activates that fight-or-flight response. So right before the menstrual phase, right before our period starts, this is when estrogen and progesterone are both quite low, there is increased gray matter volume in the amygdala as compared to the late follicular phase when estrogen level is high and increasing. And these changes in the amygdala volume are positively associated with premenstrual changes in stress-induced negative mood. So what that means essentially is throughout the menstrual phase, as we get close to our period, our amygdala grows, and so we're more likely to feel stressed or sad. Changes in amygdala especially impact women with premenstrual dysphoric disorder, or PMDD, which is characterized by feeling extreme sadness, irritation, anxiety, or anger right before your period is about to start. About 3-5% of women have PMDD, and it can negatively and honestly quite drastically affect their lives. This increased reactivity in amygdala right before menstruation starts could, at least in part, explain the high levels of negative mood and anxiety symptoms that women with PMDD experience. Added to the fact that we are more likely to experience negative emotions right before menstruation, there are also changes in the way we recognize emotions in others. Specifically, there is better emotion recognition accuracy in the early follicular phase compared to the mid-luteal phase. Essentially, when progesterone is high in the luteal phase, right before your period begins, women have a greater tendency to perceive fearful expressions as more intense and respond faster to sad and angry situations. This is even worse for women with PMDD. Being aware of how your brain changes in response to these cyclical hormonal changes and how your perception of emotions change can be helpful in regulating these emotions. In my opinion, knowing that my amygdala may be bigger right before my period starts, and that could be why I perceive those around me to be potentially angry at me or irritating to me, makes it easier to navigate those emotions and to not allow them to rule my life. This could also mean timing sensitive conversations, if possible, a couple of days after your period starts and the hormones start to go back up a bit. Now, obviously, hormonal changes and brain region dynamics can vary among individuals, and not all women experience significant mood or cognitive fluctuations throughout their menstrual cycle. Individual differences, lifestyle factors, if you're on birth control or not, pre-existing conditions, and so many other things can influence 
how big these changes are and some may feel them a lot more dramatically than others. But I think that understanding this dynamic interplay between hormones and brain regions during the menstrual cycle is one, fascinating, and two, provides this valuable insight into the complex relationship between our reproductive system and brain function. It empowers us to make decisions, to regulate our emotions, to just know ourselves a little bit better. With that, I'd like to thank you for joining today's episode of the What Science Has podcast. I hope you feel more empowered to take on the world with a better understanding of your biology and what is happening inside of you on a daily basis. If you have any suggestions, questions, or feedback, please send them my way. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you next week.